This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless this is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 712. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 712. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. Okay, it's just a few days before Christmas if you're listening to this in live time, which means it's that extra special hectic time of year where you're hoping for the magic and waiting for the magic, but it's all still very like wild and a little bit panicky. (laughs) So if you're in it, I'm in it with you. And I have to tell you like behind the scenes, this is the second time I'm recording this episode because I recorded the whole thing yesterday and it was rather fantastic if I do say so myself and uh, lost the audio. This is the only time in 712 episodes that this has ever happened that I went to save it. It wouldn't save. I ended up having to shut down my recording program, restart it, and it was gone. And so it's like it felt like Santa was laughing at me a little bit, if I'm being honest. I don't know, Santa or the Grinch. One of them, one of them was like, haha, you get to work twice for this. So now I'm recording early the next morning, re-recording, and hoping I can still bring all the magic <laughs> to the conversation. And I just share that because if you're like me, sometimes in this season it can feel like you can so easily find ways that the universe is working against you in hectic times. And I'm instead focusing on the fact that outside my window, there is the sun rising and it is so beautiful. 
It's a lovely day. We're going up to the mountains this weekend. So I'm recording this before the weekend, obviously. And then we'll go to the mountains this weekend and it's going to be supposed to be gorgeous up there. And so I'm just focusing on those pieces, <laughs> not focusing on the fact that I'm having to do extra work because of technology, which has definitely been the theme of my last couple of weeks. Like technology just keeps laughing in my face when I have no time or patience for it. So I'm going to now, ironically, in this time where we have no time or patience and everything is hectic and wild, I'm going to invite you to pause. And I want to invite you to pause to own and honor 2022. And I fully recognize, like I said, like how ironic it is to ask you to do this and invite you to do this. I know that taking a moment to pause during a really busy season might sound like a really ridiculous, maybe even inappropriate suggestion because like who has time to pause right now, right? And so if you're listening to this in live time, then if you have no moment to pause right now, that's okay. The invitation stands that you can do this before the holidays. You can do this after the holidays. You can do this once 2023 has already started. One of the things I really struggle with in the new year as a mom and with a person who wears many hats and has many different things on her plate, which I know you can all relate to, is I struggle with the fact that on January 1st, we're supposed to put one year to bed and be very prepared for the next year. Like somehow over the course of the night on December 31st to January 1st, we're supposed to just like know what we're going to do with the whole entire next year of our life. And that is something that I never can reckon with. I always feel very behind. So if you're listening to this after January 1st, know that you're not behind and you can absolutely still take time to pause and reflect back on your previous year and find a lot of meaning in that. I often do this months into the year when I have to track my mileage. So when I go to do my taxes, my business taxes every year, I have to go through my whole calendar for the year and track my mileage. And when I go through my calendar month by month, even if I'm doing this in like March or April, of a year, looking back at the previous year and recognizing what I did, what I accomplished, where I've been, the appointments that I had and the trips that I took and all those kinds of things is a moment where I push pause and get to own and honor the things that I did, the places I went, the accomplishments that I had or the other random appointments that I had. But it's a moment to reflect on that and really embrace what some of those things meant and how some of them were milestones and achievements. So all this is to say you can do this at any time. The importance is that you do do it. So Perhaps you are able to do this as you sip your coffee today. Maybe when you're taking a shower at some point later today, you can stop and pause and ask yourself these questions that we're going to dig into in a minute. Maybe you pause as you're walking the dog. Maybe you pause for a few minutes before you go to bed. Whenever and however you choose to pause, I'm going to walk you through three questions to ask yourself when you're in that moment, when you're in that pause. So I went through and answered these questions for myself in preparation for the show, and it was so helpful to me to really recognize what do I want to take from this last year, and then what do I want to leave and not take with me, and then what does it mean? The things that I choose to take, what do those mean for the next year, for the upcoming year? So I'm going to invite you to review these three questions, and I'm going to talk through how they can look for you and what you can consider as you're pausing. And then I'm also going to share with you some of the things that came up for me as I reviewed these questions for myself. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is 
around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. So question number one is what are you most proud of? What are you most proud of from 2022? And sometimes when we jog our memory, it's hard to come up with things when we're so in the moment and especially during kind of this frantic holiday time. So let yourself think back, look back at your calendar for the year, look back through your photos for the year. I love doing this, but looking back at photos and I I do this every year when I make photo books for our family in the first week of December. And I always do like a whole year in review in photo albums and digitally, thank God for digital (laughs) where I can just kind of quickly like drop photos into things. But I go into that situation every year thinking like, hmm, I don't think we did that much this year. Like I can think of a few, you know, fun, big things, but I always forget the little moments. And there are so many little moments. The one I'm thinking of right now was at the end of the, it must have been at the end of 2020. Yeah. 
the end of 2020, I'm making our photo albums. And this picture comes up and it's <laughs> Vinny down on one knee proposing to me. So during the pandemic, Vinny proposed to me. He found this little gold ring that I had and it was in a ring box. And it was something that I got as a gift in college. A friend's mom gave a group of us girls all these little gold rings um, as a college graduation gift, which was so incredibly sweet and thoughtful. And so I still have the ring and it's in the same little box that she gave it to me in this adorable little ring that has an S on it, a little gold ring. So Vinny found it when he was like digging through my stuff in the pandemic as one did during the pandemic, right? You're like, the kids were so bored they were digging through their mom's drawers. So Vinny came downstairs and he proposed to me with this ring, which of course I'd completely forgotten about by the end of the year. And as I'm putting together photo albums I was like oh my gosh like remember when he was so cute and innocent and he proposed to me which he would never do now and it was so fun to just remember like that little moment and those are the things that we can think of when we take this time to pause the things that we can return to and the things where we can really recognize like oh this year was hectic and hard and overwhelming and maybe really frustrating and disappointing in some ways and there were these magical little moments where I got to see the best in my kid or the best in myself or the best in me as a parent, or maybe the best in myself professionally. And pushing pause to recognize those things can really help us wrap up a year in a way that allows us to have a little more power and hope moving forward. So when I think about 2022, and I think about what I'm most proud of, I think about some of the things that I did that were really hard in the moment. And what they those things looked like after the fact. And sometimes I couldn't immediately see or feel pride in them. I had to kind of get past them and get a little like longer term perspective. So an example of that is some of the stuff I've done professionally. I pitched myself over and over and over this year and really stretched myself in terms of applying to speak for different things and putting myself out there for different events. And I got so many no's, which was really frustrating. And there was kind of this peak moment, which I've talked about on the show before, where I was like, I got this no for this thing I really, really wanted. I was very qualified for. They told me I was super qualified. They told me I was the best candidate. And then I didn't get it. And it just felt like that was a straw that broke the camel's back. And I remember sitting at my desk with my head down and just kind of not being able to see past all the rejection. And Now I can see months later (laughs) that I'm really proud of myself for continuing to pitch myself and continuing to show up and to be in this season that felt really hard professionally and still show up and serve my clients that I was working with at the time, my one-on-one clients, who many I'm still working with, my one-on-one clients, uh, members of the academy, doing all the things that I do for really for this community in spite of the stuff that was happening kind of alongside the community that was not working out in my favor. So I was really proud of that. That took a lot of tenacity. It took a lot of determination. It took a lot of discipline around compartmentalizing, which I'm really not good at. And I had to practice that. It took a lot of patience. So I'm really, I'm proud of all that. I also think about being proud of a particularly hard parenting moment that lasted for three days. (laughs) And so this was not all that long ago, where we had a really hard weekend where Vinny was just going through some stuff and it kept resurfacing and we kept having to revisit it. And it was like a three day long conversation that we had to return to over and over again and process. And there was a lot of tears and it just felt like, oh my gosh, we're not going to get through this. Or it just felt so sticky and like hard to kind of get some resolution around it. And I had to stay in this conversation for three days. And I got so frustrated at some points. And at one point, I even said to Vinny, I'm like, I need a five minute break. Like we are taking a five minute break. I'm going upstairs and you need to go downstairs. I don't care what you do. 
I just need a five minute, five minute break. I can't like keep circling this conversation with you. And so we took our five minute break and we came back to it. And at the end of that weekend and in the week that followed, I was really proud of staying in a hard conversation and sitting with him in big, hard feelings, revisiting them over and over again, and then being able to recognize like, okay, like this is preparation for some of the bigger, harder things that are going to be happening in parenting in the coming years. And like nobody, I'm mad at all of you because nobody warned me that 10 is hard and I know it's going to get harder, but I'm not used to having to stay in big conversations and like parenting moments where there's lots of layers to a situation and sometimes no resolution. And it had to do with like school stuff and social situations and oh, just all these things that were really, really hard because there were so many variables that he couldn't control that I couldn't control. And so it was a it was a big, long parenting moment. And I was proud of myself at the end of that. Another thing I'm proud of is the way that I have navigated some relationships this year in terms of setting boundaries, in terms of showing up for certain people in certain ways, and really deciding like, who do I want to be in this relationship? And how do I want to show up in a way that is meaningful to the other person, but also respectful of my boundaries? And that took a lot of discernment. And sometimes a lot of energy that I felt like I didn't have in the moment, (laughs) which was sometimes very overwhelming. I'm thinking specifically like when my dad died and deciding whether or not I was going to go to a celebration of life because we hadn't had a relationship in 10 years. And that took a lot of energy to like kind of figure out what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be and how I wanted to show up in that moment. And did I want to show up for him? Or was it really about showing up for my sister who was going to be there? And figuring all that out was felt really complicated and like it took a lot of time and energy and processing. But I'm really glad with the decision that I ultimately made. I'm really proud of how I decide kind of who and what I decided to prioritize in that moment. And I was also able to keep a clear boundary for myself in that moment. So it was a both and like I can have a boundary around what I'm willing to do. And I can show up how I want to show up for my sister and how I want to show up for my dad, even though I really didn't want to show up for him. So kind of how I decided I wanted to like honor that moment for myself more than for him, because that's what felt right to me at that time. So I felt really proud of that. As you're thinking about what you're most proud of, I want you to think about as you navigated those moments, how was that an indication of who you are becoming? Because that leads us into our second question. So the second question I want you to ask yourself for 2022 is when did you show up as the person you most want to become. I'll say that again. When did you show up as the person you most want to become? So if we think about this idea that we're always becoming, and I know those of you who listen to the show really consistently, take so much of what we talk about and you're implementing it and integrating it in little ways every damn day. And over time, that really, really adds up in terms of the thoughts that you have, which lead to the beliefs that you carry, which leads to the actions that you take and the outcomes that you get. And when you're doing that over the course of a year, you can look back and recognize, I showed up as the person I am becoming, and that feels really, really good. And I wouldn't maybe have shown up that way a year ago or two years ago. And so I want you to give yourself credit and then recognize, oh, wow, I did that in that way as that version of myself. And that's how I want to keep growing. When I was recording this yesterday, I was laughing because I was like, yeah, when you're showing up over the course of a year, these evolving versions of yourself, it's like the 2022.1 version of you is like where you start out on January 1st, but then you're evolving from there. And so by now you might be like, I'm version like 2022.1. 
4.3. Like you might be on the 43rd version of yourself this year. Like you're like a new like software release, right? Like when you get, if you have an iPhone and you get like the software updates, it's like 14.0102. And so for you, you might be on like version 2022.7 or 0.43 or whatever it might be for you. And I think when we think about it that way, we can think of ourselves as really evolving and growing and in really specific ways and then like re-releasing ourselves in this new version and recognizing like, oh, okay, I'm not like the 0.4 version anymore. Now I'm the 0.5. And how is that different? And so as you think about the ways you showed up over the last year, and maybe especially when you're thinking about what you're proud of, you might be able to recognize these moments where you're like, wow, like that's the me I really want to become. That's the me that I've been practicing. And that's the me that knew how to do different or better. And that's the me that I want to focus on bringing with me into 2023. So when I think about this for myself, I think about ways when I showed up more patiently. And so there's definitely times in relationships this year where I've worked on patience in a different way. I know that I tend to be the least patient with the people who are closest to me, which is ironic and also very normal. Um, The people that are closest to us are safe people to be impatient with, right? Like we know that they're going to come back to us. We know that sometimes they're stuck with us. It would be if I was impatient with all of you all, you probably would be like turned off from my work pretty quickly. And so I always bring a high level of patience and compassion and empathy and consideration to the work that we do here. But sometimes when we do that all day for other people, we get home in the evening and we're the opposite with our family, right? We might be impatient and cranky and really short with people easy to frustrate, maybe like yelling more than we want to or having a certain tone. And so when I think about the person I most want to become, I think about how I have really shifted and this is a work in progress for sure, but really worked on shifting the way that I when I'm frustrated or feeling impatient, how do I ask questions and go to a place of compassion to recognize that the person I am facing in that moment maybe also is in a hard moment. And why are they in that hard moment? This has allowed me to be more patient and loving in all sorts of relationships. And it's allowed me to show up and take care of others. But ultimately, that allows me to take care of myself. So when I'm more patient with my child it works to my benefit. Like everybody wins, right? If I'm more patient in my marriage, everybody wins. If I'm more patient in supporting a loved one outside of my household, everybody wins, right? So that's something that I've really been focusing on is showing up as the person I most want to become and then recognizing like I did it in that moment. And so that moment that I talked about with you all just a minute ago about like showing up with Vinny over the course of that weekend and really being patient and thoughtful and like staying in it with him and letting him have his emotions without getting my emotions heightened. I didn't do a perfect job, but I did a really good job, (laughs) all things considered. So thinking of that moment is like, that's the version of me I want to become. That's like this 2022.7 version, not the 2022.1 version of me. I think about when I did my triathlon over the summer and showing up as the person I most want to become there. I allowed myself to go into that as a very competitive person in a very non-competitive way. And so I recognized like, I haven't done a triathlon in 18 years. How am I going to show up in this moment? And I showed up for months doing training in a way that was very different than I trained 18, 20 years ago, where instead of trying to go hardest and fastest and track all these metrics and get stuck in like, how is this better or worse than the day before? I let myself just show up and be like, hmm, how did that feel? Did you have fun? Did it feel good? And I really put myself in a position to go into those workouts and all that triathlon training 
in a really curious way to be like, okay, I'm going to go swim. I haven't swam in a while. Let's see if I can make it 10 minutes. And then getting done with that swim and being like, okay, how did 10 minutes feel? That felt pretty good. Or maybe it didn't feel good. The first bike ride that I did, I've been, you know, I have a Peloton and I've been a, on stationary bikes for years and years, um, teaching spin class and taking spin class and off and on over the years. So I've been cycling, but not on a uh, road bike on the road in 18 or so years. And that first bike ride I went on, I gave myself permission to just make it really short and be about, okay, I'm just going to practice like using my gears. <laughs> I haven't used my gears on my bike in 18 years. What does that feel like? And that was so different than triathlon training for me 18 to 20 years ago, where it was really like, okay, we got to do this amount of miles and this amount of time and climb this route at blah, blah, blah pace. And like all these things like we're just, it was such a different experience. And what happened as a result of that is that I really enjoyed the training. I just took my time with it. I let it be little like experiences and experiments as I navigated the whole thing. And then I made a deal with myself that showing up on race day was just showing up to have fun. It wasn't showing up trying to win my age group, trying to get a certain place, trying to get a certain time. It was really like, you're going to show up and you're going to cheer for people on the course. And that's what I did like to an obnoxious level. I was the person cheering as every person passed me or if anytime I passed someone, <laughs> it was, it, I was kind of extra. I mean, I was definitely a little extra. I'm sure there's people that went, were like, yeah, that one redhead, she was like real loud. <laughs> But that's who I want to become. I want to be the person that can be in an experience with other people and just be in it with other people and not be so in my head that I can't enjoy it or that I can't see outside of random metrics that I've set for myself that are kind of insignificant and meaningless. So that felt really, really good. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. 
let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking It. Another version of the person I want to become is showing up and speaking in new ways. And so I got to go speak in London for this Fortune 10 company, which was really exciting and really fun and definitely stretched me in new ways. I was co-facilitating with someone who is so much more experienced than me and facilitating some content that was mostly some of most of it was familiar, but some of it was not or some of it was familiar, but I hadn't um, actually used it myself before or let it myself. And so like lots of really, really good lessons in there. And I had to show up as this really confident version of myself, even though I felt a little like out of my league. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm definitely not as experienced as the person I'm co-facilitating with. And I'm not used to co-facilitating in London for a Fortune 10 company for like a full eight-hour day training. It was a really big deal. And I felt really good about how I showed up in spite of the fact that jet lag did not allow me to sleep at all the night before. Um, so that was a really, really great example of showing up who, I, who uh, as the version of me I most want to become and practicing that and now being able to carry that forward and knowing that the next time I show up to facilitate in a new, unfamiliar, maybe challenging or a little intimidating um, experience that I can do that because now I've done that before and I was able to navigate and figure things out. And even if I felt a little fumbly, I was able to get through it in a way that was still very meaningful to others. And I think it's important to note that when we are in those experiences where we are fumbly, that we can be really proud of those experiences still and that we can recognize that that's the version of me I want to become. I want to become this version of me that can be in a fumbly, awkward moment and still own the moment. And that is really, really significant as we're trying to be courageous and trying new things that we can be in a moment and be messy and still own and win that moment, that it doesn't have to be this moment where we let everything collapse around us or where we collapse, that we let ourselves just be fumbly and stand in that moment of imperfection and own it, whether we need to out loud own it and be like, hey, folks, like this is not working out how I thought, or we're just internally noticing like, okay, this isn't exactly how I thought, but how, how I thought it would go, but how can I shift or pivot in a way that like they're going to get a great experience, I'm going to still show up as an expert and a person of authority and a person that can be um, you know, supportive in this moment and do my job in this moment. Okay, so now you've identified what you're most proud of, and you've identified how you showed up as the person you most want to become. So the third question for you is, what did you learn about yourself this year? And so when you look at what you're most proud of, and when you look at those versions of yourself, right, the 22.2 and 0.4 and 0.7 and 0.43, what did you learn about yourself as you navigated that? And when you look back on it with hindsight, because sometimes when we're in it, we can't see what we're learning. And so I want you to think about what did you learn about yourself and then how does that inform 2023 for you when we can recognize, and this is the really important part of the pause, when we can recognize what we've been through and own the meaning of that, even if it's hard and messy and ugly, then we get to carry that with us as we go into other new things, as we go into a new year, and that's going to really have an impact on our thinking and our mindset and the way we choose to show up, the way we choose to take action, and that will ultimately tremendously impact our outcomes. And so I want you to really, really push pause to recognize like, what did I learn about myself this year? And then what does that mean going forward? And so when I look at 2022 for myself and what I learned, some of these I've referenced already a little 
But one of the first things I learned was that I'm really quick to judge those closest to me. Now, this is not new to me. <laughs> like, I already knew I was a judgy person. I already knew that my impatience is going to be within my household more than anywhere else. But what I learned is that when I feel my impatience, like starting to bubble inside, sometimes it's a boil. If I stay curious and ask questions rather than jumping to conclusions or needing to like get really defensive or protective of myself or my boundaries or whatever, that gets mirrored back to me. So when I hold a certain level of like calm, curious, thoughtful, compassionate energy, the other person does too. I mean, outside of my child, my 10-year-old doesn't necessarily toe the line on this, but but if I elevate with him, it definitely does not benefit either of us. So if I can stay calm, he will elevate less, right? So where can you recognize these things in yourself? and how you show up. The other thing I learned about myself is that people are seeing me show up over and over again, even as I'm getting rejected over and over again. And so that was a huge lesson for me this year as I was facing all these no's as I applied to speak for different things and really put myself out there. And I had multiple people come to me, you know, in the end of third quarter, fourth quarter of this year and say like, hey, I see how you've been showing up this year. I see what you've been doing. I see what you've been working on. And I want you to come do that with my group or my company, or I want you to assist me in this project. And that was really, really exciting. It was so incredibly validating and such a great reminder that people notice how you're showing up even if you're showing up imperfectly, or even if it's not working out for you, if they just see that you keep putting yourself in the room and that you keep using your voice and that you keep putting yourself out there and that you keep showing up with this like dogged determination, that will ultimately pay off. And that was a huge lesson to me that people are watching even when you don't think they are. So keep deciding like what version of you is going to show up in the hard moments that you're going to let other people see, because that's going to inform how they want to interact with you and how they want to show up with you. And then last thing I learned about myself was taking time to go slower can be more fun than pushing to go fast. And that was really a big triathlon lesson for me was deciding to intentionally go slower so that I could just enjoy being in the moment. And that's a really hard thing for me. Like my anxious brain likes to do things fast, likes to get things done, likes to check boxes. And if I can go slower and stay in the moment, there can often be more joy. So I hope this was helpful to you. I want you to process this. And then if you're coming to the Plan and Prep Pajama Party on January 23rd, we're going to continue to process these kinds of things and really see how they're going to inform how you want to show up and make yourself a plan for 2023. So if you aren't signed up for the Plan and Prep Pajama Party, you can go to shamelessmom.com slash pajama party and get yourself signed up for that. Getting yourself signed up for the Pajama Party will give you a time and place to push pause and recognize uh, like, where am I coming from from 2022? Where do I want to go for 2023? You will leave the Plan and Prep Pajama Party with an action plan for the year. So again, just go over to shamelessmom.com slash pajama party to get signed up for that. And then I will be back here with Rushika Tulshian on Wednesday with a really, really fun and fantastic interview where I completely fangirl over Rushika's work. She's so amazing. So come back here on Wednesday for that and have a fantastic rest of your day, especially if you're listening in this really busy, hectic holiday season. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode 
episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.